Welcome to the new American game. We know how to do this. It's been a while. Oh, come on. Not you. Listen, sometimes in the podcasting world, it's just hard to maintain such a stringent schedule. I give so much credit to people that are able to do this week to week. And for people that have never done a podcast before, it's one of the hardest things to do when you want to maintain a quality product and not just throw something on the air. So we're back. We're back. And uh, welcome into the new American game. Justin and Sean. Sean's not here today. Roderick is here, though. I am Tom Quinlan. And uh, roll tide. Here we go. Yeah, you know, in the world of soccer, we have international breaks. So, you know, it's what we'll call this, I guess. We'll call this uh, the (laughs) period of hell. Because for everybody that uh, was hoping, well, again, it's like I feel like every show we've at least mentioned it once how um, much it's going to suck not be able to watch uh, the U.S. play in the World Cup this summer. Which I guess it was such a catastrophic disaster that it warrants at least one mention every show. And there it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, define disaster, though. I mean, well, we didn't make the World Cup. It's a disaster. I mean, like, yeah. I mean you should. I mean, we're I America. We should never. We should never miss world tournaments. End of story. Period. Stop. But we're gonna go in a different direction. I, I was gonna make it bigger than what you said. Period. <laughs> I was setting you up for it. Well, <laughs> I was I'll about just... to say it's it's probably the worst thing. In, never mind. I'm, I'm not gonna go there because we there there's bigger things in life than soccer, guys. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, you just look around what's happening in this country right now. And you realize, okay, ah. there is bigger things happening. Ah. Thank you for setting me up, Justin. Appreciate it. But anyways, <laughs> I want to go in a different direction for this show because Roderick uh, had an amazing trip at the end of oh. the last month in April that we want to touch on again. A, a unique experience. We actually sent an American abroad. See? The show ties in the segments that we name it after purposely. No, but uh, Roderick went over to, what was it, Northern Ireland? Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> Scotland, man. I'm sorry. That's the same well, thing, pretty much. One of the best well, you, games in the world. You talk about bucket lists, you know, and, you know, I, I think maybe any sports fan or soccer fan maybe has, you know, like a bucket list of places, that, you know, stadiums to see or, or games they want to see. It's, it's hard to beat an old firm derby in Glasgow. But uh, that's, yeah, that's what, uh, what I was able to pull off. Um, what was your favorite part of the trip? What is that? Is that all you get to tell to us? It was amazing. It was an amazing adventure. Incredible. I mean, this was like. It, it, by the way, the, it, the way this thing worked out was just. It was. It was a lot of blind luck too. Um, I had scheduled. You know, this was you know a, a vacation, but of course you know wanted to go to a game and scheduled it this time of year with the hope that you know it could get a game in there and want, I was going to go to a game at Celtic Park. So, you know, at, if, if you're not familiar with the Scottish Premiership, there's uh, the final weeks of the season. The schedule wasn't known until, you know, week 33. That's a few weeks before. So I, it's, I had to kind of schedule the trip. So we were in Glasgow two consecutive Saturdays. So maybe there'd be a game one of those two days. Turned out when the schedule comes out, the game is scheduled for Sunday at noon. We were scheduled to be on a flight out at 11.30 a.m., the magic I had to pull to try to change that flight and even get tickets was incredible because there was no public sale for this, mind you. Well, this is, and the schedule came out. It's Celtic versus Rangers, and it also worked out that this was for a, a title clinching game for Celtic against Rangers. They try, they got, they delayed this, you know, this the scheduling because they were trying to avoid that. Celtic ended up losing the week before, so this becomes a title clinching game. Um, the, the fact that that worked out. There's no public sale. Uh, Season ticket holders only. They couldn't resell. I had to get hospitality tickets. That was the only way I could get in the stadium. And <laughs> that was a trick itself. But um, the atmosphere around this, it's, I mean, if you know about, the, you know, the history of this, it's, you know, it's of this rivalry, obviously. It's uh, colored with, uh, you know, political and, and religious overtones. But that's uh, in modern times, that's simmered a little bit. But, you know, there's still the embers of it. But to be around, that kind of atmosphere. There's, it was it's just the, the place is just, and and any any typical game at Celtic Park. You know, you've got you know the the long standing tradition, much like Liverpool, of you know the, of the crowd singing "You'll Never Walk Alone." That was just chilling, and it's it, to, to be part of that. You know, and to have the extra hype in the crowd with seven thousand Ranger supporters being in one corner and having a title be on the line, you know, a chance to win their seventh in a row. Uh, it's 
it was just unbelievable to be part of that atmosphere. And, you know, like outside, you know, it, 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 there's, a, there's a little bit, uh, you know, it, there was, you know, a huge, of course, massive police presence, you know, where we were kind of just walking up to the, the, the stadium when there was a group of Rangers supporters about to come by. So, that, you know, you got cops on horseback and separating the crowds and the Celtic supporters standing in front of the stadium waiting for them to come by or, or chanting at them. It's, it's, it, it, there was no trouble really of any kind, uh, but it's just to, to, to be around that is just something you, you, you don't, really see anywhere else i mean i mean i mean not not and not not in this country at least i mean there's certainly intense rivalries around the world uh but there's something well you also really know unique. how this sport is labeled in this country we're not at that level yeah. yet where sure. where they are anywhere in europe or anywhere else in the world for that matter no i, I mean, mean I, I, I don't know what else would compare to it uh, did, would you ever see this? I mean, you're from Boston. You know, everyone everyone makes this, this stupid comparison, obviously. It's not stupid. Red Sox, Yankees. It's not – to me, it's nowhere near that because it's just that the, the, the style of fans in baseball aren't like right. soccer fans. It's just much more involved. Well, no, soccer I mean, fans yeah, are the soccer. most unique fans in the world. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the culture of the game is different. I mean, of course, I mean, Red Sox and Yankees play 19, 20 times a year. Um and you know, you, you don't have this this um, you know the, the the whole idea of having the, the, the visiting fans you know separated one in one corner, having security work in such a way where you never could possibly even have the two groups interact in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a whole level that I think most American sports fans can't really wrap their head around. Is that, you know that you wouldn't have you know a, a you know a Red Sox fan sitting next to a Yankee fan and having that you know it's just. It, and 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 everything that goes behind it. Where you're talking, you know, one one city versus another versus two, you know, two really old two teams with with a long history in the same city, uh, where you know where these fans interact with each other on a day to day basis all the time. So it's 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 hard to even really you know describe the the the, the intensity of that rivalry, even with you know the, the you know with Rangers having having gone to administration and now being back in the in the in the top flight. Uh, it's 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 an incredible uh, game day experience in, in general. Take take us in a little bit more with that game day experience. Yeah. You know, outside of the stadium, leading up to it, you know, for people that are trying to create this atmosphere, right? We're 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 always trying to enhance the supporter culture, and we're we're always evolving as a supporter culture in this country. Talk about the level of the how how organized everything is with these supporter cultures and everything leading up to it and, and the difference in terms of how the hype as you're walking into the stadium you know makes you feel something that you don't feel in any other sport in this country well there are you know it, it, there are some great supporters groups already in mls that have a, a great deal of organization sure but the, again they, they're not european sure. they, they don't have these well, right. they don't have well, decades the, the, and and almost a right. century worth of uh, history under their belts right. Well, the, the the difference is, of course, you know, is how pervasive it is, you know, throughout, you know, the, the, the culture, the average person, everyone's aware of it. It's, it's you know, it, it's it's something that takes over the city, um, you know, both for, for with the good and bad that goes with that. Uh, but, you know, when you, you know, the, the stadium atmosphere game day, not it's not just, you know, the the you know the the hardcore supporters in one section that are making all the noise it's it's a it's a stadium wide participation where everyone knows you know the you know some of the songs and and the and the and the biggest chance everyone's participating and and there's a you know it's it just, you can tell that it means more it means more to you know to the community to you know to, to, to you know I, I I want to say city but you're talking about a divided city anyways uh, but you know but it, but much like Glasgow I think and it's kind of like London where you have so many other clubs as well it's just it's it's just it's it's built into the you know the, the culture everyone grows up playing the game everyone understands the game there's not you know you don't have that kind of obstacle to entry where you know maybe you've got fans of other sports who don't quite understand it everyone understands the game and that's you know that, that that's something that uh, you know I, when I was coming coming back from my seat at halftime you know just trying to find you know uh, you know my way through the aisle got you know got pulled into uh, you know that this is the kind of thing you usually see in a supporter section this wasn't a supporter section this was uh, you know just regular seats and 
you had, you know, you, you, the, the whole, the, everyone, you know, kind of, you know, turned around arm in arm, facing towards the back, you know, jumping up and down. This, 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 I got pulled into that, like, hey, come on in. I'm, you know, I'm wearing Celtic stuff. And it's like, all right, we're, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that, the, the craziest part, uh, this is a, a pretty pretty funny story after the game. Yeah, to, to try to get to the airport in time. Now, keep in mind, I was able to reschedule the flight. So kickoffs at noon, we're, we're doing a flight out at 3.35 p.m. <laughs> So uh, to try Jesus. to get there, that's 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 just, that's the only way I could pull that off. There was and no like post post yeah. game celebrations there. Well, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. With so the- you know, so I I tried to work this out to have like an a pre scheduled Uber, you know, somewhere a few blocks away that we duck out like right before you know right before the final whistle and just to kind of get out get out ahead of things. And I realized when we were coming in that the place I had to picked out wasn't going to work, so I picked a different place. You know, like they had like security in place. So once, so I figured, so I thought, okay, the res- this residential side street kind of over the other direction looks like it's you know it's just all houses and stuff. There's no way I'll just I'll have this hub pick us up over there. So we were you know we're leaving, we've left the stadium. You know, I, we knew that you know all the Celtics supporters would be staying behind for a while to celebrate and all that. So you know we're we're heading over there and the first place we tried to get through that area was blocked off there you know they had cops on horseback and all these trucks blocking the area they said you know no well you know no celtic supporters are you know allowed back there so you know, and, and they, they, could, they could see green underneath you know i had like a jacket zipped up because i wasn't you know trying to make sure we weren't looking for trouble but you know they could they could see it poking out so yes yeah, so we tried to you know we, we had to walk it up for all the way around different direction to try to get over where we thought our ride was waiting for us and we get in there and I realized the reason why <laughs> they, they, that was blocked off. This street that I'd picked out was the exit route for all seven thousand Ranger supporters that were streaming out. It's, <laughs> I, I, and, <laughs> and we're trying to find this car. So I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just you know worried, you know, scared to death that you know part of like my green hoodie is going to poke out, and because you know they're not going to ask questions if you know. You know, oh, you're an American tourist who's only kind of here as a casual. No, they just see green, which they're going to turn into blood. You're wearing the wrong colors in a place you're not supposed to be. They assume you're there to start trouble. So, you know, we we tried to just get the hell out of the way. But uh, this, the the closest thing I can compare it to, if I mean, you've all seen The Walking Dead. It's like when you encounter a herd, (laughs) encounter a herd, and you smother yourself with zombie guts so that they don't know you're a human. (laughs) That's that's I can't. Should have stole a ranger's scarf or something. Exactly, <laughs> just rip it off of somebody. You know, trying to just stay invisible. Let me you know, ask once you. We jumped inside the cab, but it was it was crazy. Let me ask you this: How did you uh, ca- where, where, how did you carry your bags? This yeah, is, that's this the first thing I thought too. It was all kind. This was you wouldn't believe that that the, the plane had to go into this. We You're crazy we, we, man. We checked out, you know, checked out every Airbnb early in the morning. Took a ride over the airport. We're able to store our bags at this luggage point at the airport, um, and then we could just grab them once we got back to the airport. We, it, wow. All this, we we were there and at the airport an hour before the flight. So it helped that we had flo- actually flown out of that airport the week mm. before, so we knew security would be quick and traffic wouldn't be bad. Because you know how many people walk, you know, like and 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 in, 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 in European cities and a lot of cities, the tradition is people walk the game. They take the bus. They take public transit. There really wasn't any traffic once we got out of there, but it was just like we were stuck behind this massive herd of of Rangers supporters that you know had just gotten their asses kicked by Celtic again, and they were not <laughs> they were not happy about what it. What does that so, stadium like, hold? Uh, about sixty k. Oof. So you know, so they had you know a huge a huge corner of it. You know, it's and you, I, I think I showed you guys some pictures, but if you ever seen like what it's like when you know these two teams play, you've got. The Rangers supporters in one corner, you can see it's clearly a blue and red corner. They're you know Union Jack flags. Uh, flying over there, and then everyone else in green, and you got the, the Irish flags flying everywhere else. It's it's pretty it's, it's intense, and it, it's 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 nothing really that compares to it. And I you know and I, I don't and I know there's a lot of negative you know things that go along with that rivalry historically, which uh, I think for, fortunately uh, you know as I think it made it been a change for the better in recent years, recent decades. Uh, but uh, they tell you yeah. that the Scottish FA tried everything that you know in their power to try to prevent this matchup from being a title clinching game, but it happened anyway. So uh, there was a little bit of a kind of, I, I think a wink, wink result the week before uh, when Celtic played at Hibernian, uh, the Hibernian manager is Neil Lennon, who is the former Celtic manager. Uh, so uh, they, you know, managed to, uh, to get the, re- get a result uh, to, to not get the winning, the win on the road. And I think every Celtic fan in the, in, in West La- Germany, Austria type of deal going on. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you know every every Celtic fan to a to a man would have said they would have rather won the title. They they prefer to win it against Celtic. You know, you see that the, the pregame tifo 
in, in the corner said, you know, piling on the agony. That that's that sums it up. <laughs> they were, they, you know, they were relishing getting it to. What did uh, What did you do before the game? Where did you go? Did you you had to go to the airport? Did you go to any bars or anything like that? Well, or? because we had we had to get you know the only tickets we could get were those hospitality tickets. So there was a a lounge. Uh, that we had special access to where there was pregame music. There was like, uh, you know, playing like kind of, you know, Celtic, Scot- Scottish, Irish band in, in the lounge, uh, you know, with, with, you know, with access to the, you know, to their private bar area. Uh, oh, and, of, and at halftime, you know, free pies. Can't beat that. Wow. <laughs> free pies. A little tiny pies, but yeah, well, that really, they, they probably want to. Tickets cost not wasted. You know what I mean? Like sober them up a little bit. What was the uh, like what What was the business district like around the stadium? Well, like, how is that set up? How many bars were closed? You know, it's, how many? You know, the stadium itself. I mean, it's it's in you know it's in the city, but it's it's kind of set back from other things. It, you know, there's like an arena mm-hmm. across the street next to it, and some parking lots. So it's it's still very much an urban stadium, but it's not like it's. Uh, you know, right in the center of the city where sure. it's surrounded by the... It's not like a Fenway most, Park. Yeah. So aside from, you know, like there's, you know, residential neighborhoods right up against it, you know, within a block or so. Uh, but it's it's not like it's not like that. So they mostly, uh, you know, in, unless you've, you know, you're in one of those, uh, you know, private, you know, suites or whatever, or, or private lounges that you have access to, that people, they just want people to get away from the stadium, and which, uh, I, you know... I guess for a lot of reasons I can't blame that, but it's but it's it's really not too far, uh, you know, from I guess from the real city center. I mean, it's maybe if you if you if you walked it, it'd be a mile, mile and a half or two. Um, but you know, it it's uh, you know it, it's not, but it's not like what yeah, like that, like a like a Fenway Park. It's not like uh, quite like that. Not like Boston uh, but, Garden. You know, sure, I get it. Uh, well, up into a pub the week before. Um, you know, we were, when we were just walking around the city, we didn't we didn't uh, check out the whole game, but we there was uh, during lunch that was when you know I mentioned when Celtic was playing at Hibernian the week before. Uh, you know, just kind of popped in to see what the crowd was like, and it was uh, you know it, it was it was the one, the one we found was uh, you know a, a lot of a lot of older older guys like Celtics fans, just uh, you know everyone wearing you know wearing the colors, and it looked like maybe it wasn't wasn't quite our scene. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, but you know, but we're it, it was it was interesting. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: what, talking about the whole vibe, and you, know, you talk about outside the stadium, inside the stadium, for where we see soccer-specific stadiums going in this country nowadays, how close or how far apart are we from being what they are in Europe? Seeing you know something you know on, on, like a uh, something that's on the Euro- major European scale. Well, it's you know it, it, I mean really at this point I mean it, what all you're really missing is time. It's you don't have the traditions built in. Um, you know even in you know places like you know like Pacific Northwest where you know you can legitimately claim forty years plus of of history. Uh, you know you still don't have. You know the 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 fandom, the passion that's passed down from generations. I mean, that's you know when you I guess you want go back you know to what Justin was was asking about you know something like Red Sox, Yankees, or you know for for us you know those of us who live you know live in Boston, that's you know where Red Sox fandom comes from. It's it gets handed down. You know you 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 remember you know your dad being a fan or your grandfather or or you know or you know just something that's always feel like it's always been a part of your family experience. So that's that's real. You know MLS isn't even old enough. To be that yet, and it, maybe you're just on the cusp of it, uh, but you know, I think that's to me that's that's you know, it's time. Time's got to pass. I mean, you can you you have great atmospheres, uh, but it's still hard to you know to know how well that'll sustain. I hope it does. I'm optimistic that it will. It's great that we can turn on a game like tonight that you know while we're, as we're recording this and see, you know, uh, you know, over fifty thousand or I'm I'm assuming in uh, in in Atlanta it's gets you know another massive crowd, but um, we're. You know, it's that's really what I think that you know the the, the difference is is that it's just not uh, you don't have the history behind it, and it's and that's something you can't you can't just fake. You know, it's a uh, but I think you know it's check check back in uh, you know in 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 twenty thirty years, and I, you know you'll have a different kind of tradition with a lot of these teams that have been around for a, will have been around for generations by then. And I think that's what makes me most optimistic about where MLS is going. Is hey, the league has lasted this long. A lot of people didn't think it would. Right. And it's flourishing. And, and there, you it know, is and flourishing. You're right about you can, that. You can you can critique you know you can you know critique the levels. You can you can critique uh, you know 
certain rules or the way that, you know, the way they go about, uh, you know, expanding or anything, you know, designated players, salary caps, things, TV ratings, whatever. But in general, it's a healthy league. It's still around. The, che- the checks are clearing. Uh, well, and most it- importantly, you're getting you're getting something that you didn't get 20 plus years ago, and that's name recognition. So you have Wayne Rooney coming into the league purport- purportedly now this summer. Uh, you know, Zlatan's here. You know, we asked a question about over a month ago about, you know, with this Zlatan move, does this mean that we are actually starting to see the snowball effect of major European stars looking at Major League Soccer more seriously? And the answer is yes. America is a destination for a lot of these, you know, European legends. And but beyond I, that, yeah. I mean, because I mean, I think. You know, we've talked, you know, talked about this before, but like, you know, with what teams that are pushing the envelope more with these signings, like either like it, like Atlanta United that I just mentioned, you know, it's players that are looking to make a leap beyond MLS who are, you know, young players in their early 20s that would love to have a, you know, that are they're on track for potentially a, a professional career in a top European league. But MLS can be for those players the stepping stone. And and there are there there's a, there's a caliber of player that is that looks seriously at MLS as an option, not only for that, but the type you know certainly players who are maybe a, a, a bit past their the, the prime of their career, but also guys that are in their prime, the, the, the Nico Loderos of the world, who wouldn't have even given MLS a second thought maybe five years ago. So there's you know as you, you know you develop these critical masses of players, and you, you know. You, Sorry, yeah. my cat's attacking me. Are you me. kidding me? Hey. Oh my hey. god. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> I, she, she's, Shut off your microphone. Just a well, yeah. Well, yeah. No, she's a cat swallowing MLS. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that was Luna, everybody. She's a real big fan of the show. She just wanted to, to bite my hand and tell you guys that. Oh, so we back, get her input. back to um, it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, you know, it, it, it's, you know, the more players you have of that caliber, it just it builds upon itself. You know, you have, you know, when what now you have, you know, networks build and guys who have played with, say, a player, a, you know, a former teammate who's played in MLS, whether it was a national team player, and, and that to me that's actually one of the greatest m- metrics to look at when you want to try to get an idea of how the quality of MLS is. You know, th- this upcoming World Cup, what the U.S. has not qualified for, of, as we know. Uh, it still looks likely that MLS will set a a league record for most players on current rosters playing in a World Cup, despite not having, you know, what you would be an additional twelve to fifteen American players p- playing. Yeah, no, Chris so Arena, maybe twenty. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Who knows? But yeah, I think that tells you a lot. You, you, there are a lot more players uh, in, in MLS that are integral parts of their national teams that are, you know, that are on their way to the World Cup already in camps. And, uh, you know, and that's uh, that's going to continue to happen. We're getting there. We're getting players, there. You know, well, but, you know, but players know that, you know, more and more. I mean, it, it may be with the biggest national teams in the world. It's not a factor. But, you know, players, on you know, if, if a guy can play for Sweden or Uruguay or, you know, t- teams that are you know, national teams that are decent to be able to continue your career in Major League Soccer and not worry that you're going to be shut out because you're playing and what's viewed as an as an inferior league, I think that's I think that's a positive thing for the league. That that, that that's you know that playing in MLS is isn't uh, a, a, a mark against them. I think you were big... you were over there too for um, Champions League, and uh, you had kind of explained oh. that you're at, at I, the uh, the yeah. island. You want to talk about that a little yes. bit? I, sounds awesome. It was pretty fun. Uh, well, this was um, you know another another leg of, of the of the trip. Uh, Spent a few days on the Isle of Barra, which is way up in the Outer Hebrides and kind of is the the ancestral home of uh, of the McNeils. Uh, and so this place I want to go for a long time, but it's you know this is a pretty remote place. You know we flew out there and had the the airport is on a, the, the runway is is a, is on a beach. It only has one or two flights in or out a day. You can take a ferry too, but obviously it takes a lot longer. Uh, but so yeah, we were there during one night during uh, Champions League when and there's a there's a pub next to the hotel. And uh, it was just really cool. This took a, you know, not a, not a huge crowd on that particular night, but this was the night that, uh, uh, you know, the first leg when Liverpool was playing Roma, and you know, it's just that that five nil result, and and uh, I don't know, it's hard to really tell who everyone was supporting. I think maybe there was, you know, probably some sentiment towards Liverpool, but it wasn't really that obvious. But 
it was just like a, you know, I was kind of a, a small group that sort of filtered in and out of, you know, people getting off work, going, you know, going over to the pub to, you know, to try to catch, you know, the catch part of the game. It was, you know, a, a guy that we recognized who was, uh, who ran a cafe down the street that, uh, you know, that we crossed paths with again. And we, you know, we were, you know, as we were sitting at the bar having a drink, he, he you know, comes in and it, it was kind of cool to just, you know, I mean, I don't know if maybe because, I happen to have Scottish ancestry. I look like I belong there, but just, you know, just got chatted up. Like, of course, the, the assumption is I, you know, I, because I'm sitting there, I would understand, you know, the, the game. Oh, oh yeah. Who scored it? Oh yeah. Who, what all this? And it was, it was just, it was just fun. Like, this is, you know, just something people do. They go to the pub and, and, and watch the game. And of course, you know, people do here, but it's, it, it was different. It was different, you know, kind of a different vibe. Like this well, from is from a soccer standpoint, you're in an area where people <laughs> care more. That's just what it comes sure. down to. You're in an area and where it, people want to be a part of it. Did not even think for a second that there would be the slightest thought that there could possibly be, you know, a, a different game and a different sport that might take precedence. You know, anytime I, I think about going out to to watch a game here, I say, oh man, you know, are the Red Sox playing? Is there an NBA game? What else? You know, am I going to be able to get, you know, one of the TVs on in the corner possibly? And it, that's not even not even in the equation. You're watching anywhere in Europe, even in, in a remote island in Scotland, uh, Champions League is on, and everyone's everyone's interested. That was that was pretty fun. I mean, that uh, you know, a couple of the goals Salah scored at the beginning of that game was uh, was was something. To Jeez. Yeah, uh, big thing. We haven't yeah, yeah we haven't even been on since that happened. I mean, freaking oh, Liverpool and, and Real Madrid <laughs> in the final. Who would have thought that? Well, I, I'll tell you what. Here here's what here's what it comes down to. I think after Liverpool beat Manchester City, how could they lose to Roma? I mean, if Jurgen Klopp Roma was a good team, man. They gave him a fight. Jurgen Klopp should have been fired if they didn't get past Roma. They almost did it. The, the, Roma came back yeah, at the end of that I mean, game. Yeah. It was 7 6 on aggregate, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, but Roma had to win 8 7. They st- they still if they brought it to yeah. seven seven they would have they would have been. A, I thought they had. I thought they, well, still, they, they still they didn't have Roma, the aggregate. I thought. Nah, the aggregate didn't matter. I think that would have been the away, away goals, right? That would have seven seven. If I, if I'm, oh yeah, Roma would have went through. Yeah, Roma yeah. because they scored away goals at Liverpool. Yeah, they had, scored two. It was five. Yeah, five two. Either so either way, well, it wasn't that maybe. seven seven would have been maybe extra time. Whatever. Yeah, would have been extra time because because Liverpool scored two yeah. at Roma. But yeah, it was but still. They made, I mean, it, they made it interesting. Listen, yeah, it was, I, I'll it tell was, you. Uh, at the end of the day, I'll tell you what. Everybody is looking forward to Liverpool hopefully taking down Ronaldo and Real Madrid because we all are all we are Not all enough. sick of watching this dominance that has been nope. uh, La Blanca. Nope. False. Because you're not a Chelsea all. fan. No, not because I'm a Chelsea fan. I don't. I wouldn't be. I would not like Liverpool, even if I was a fan of any other teams. I just am not a fan. I understand I, that. But yeah. as it as a at, first off, you're English, so you should be rooting for your country's team. No, I I feel like a, a true neutral in this. I mean, I, I don't have to have fight. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for a like fun Liverpool. game. I have my own reasons. I think. You know, I, I think yeah, it's a, I want a competitive a, game. That's really what yeah, I want. Yeah, I mean, but I, th- I think I think Liverpool won't be afraid to go at Real Madrid in this game. Because they have nothing to lose because Real sure. Madrid is much better than they are. But anything can happen in a game of soccer. Really, anything can happen. Yeah, so, well, especially, you know, a neutral site like this. It, sure. Uh, um, you know, I, I, I'd, be surpri- I'd be surprised. I, 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 think, I, think, I think my reaction would be some surprise if, if, if Liverpool pulled it off. But... Uh, I, I don't. I don't think it's you know it's that it's that far fetched. It's gonna be a hell of a lot more entertaining than the FA Cup was yesterday. Let me tell you. Even as a Chelsea fan, I was I, not very I impressed. Tr- I tried to be interested. It was. It's like, uh, I just. I, you just come to expect a snooze fest when those two well, teams. If play Chelsea out. scores with ten minutes into the game, you know it's going to be a snooze fest after that because of Conte. He just plays defensively. So, yeah. but I mean, I'm happy we got. A trophy, but whatever. It wasn't very fun the, to watch. It's still one of the most important trophies in England. It's more sure. important yeah, than. No, uh, I mean, I'm, than, I'm not uh, downplaying the, that. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It just United just didn't have anything that scared me. I I wasn't even scared the whole game. I was like, oh, we won. Well, I literally. Think, well, listen, we're at the. I, I, didn't, I, I knew that they couldn't score. I, I just I, they just didn't have anything offensively. I think that might fall on their coaching. Because Mourinho is the same way as Conte is, and they both have the same. Whoever scores first in that game wins, basically. I think, so it, it just had it written on the wall that it was going to be a one nothing game. I hope this Liverpool Real Madrid game is like seven six. You know those type of things, like just crazy amount of goals. Yeah. You know, um, that's what we we need in the final right before the get everyone amped up for the World Cup. You know that'd be great. 
Um, hopefully a lot of people around the country, you know, Fox will, will hopefully do a good job of hyping this up this next week and we can get, you know, a lot of people watching it because, you know, it should be a fun final. Hey, right, listen, talk then, about talk about fun finals. You got Aston Villa and Full America taking place this oh, Saturday. Um, Fulham, baby. Yeah. Tim Ream and probably some other Americans, uh, Luca Del, Del, Del Torre, and there's another one in there too, isn't there, Roger? Uh, Del Torre. They'll sign, uh, sign another one or something. Yeah, I mean he's yeah he he's got very Matt limited minutes still at the first at the first game, but yeah, yeah but it, well perfect, you want perfect team for Matt Miazga. You know I I, I, I I know I said that to you that and then to me that that's a perfect fit. You know, you're looking for the next step. You know Miazga's had two. Really successful years in in the Netherlands, um, you know. You would think it'd be a time to you know to take a take a step up into a bigger league. I, I think that's a perfect fit if uh, if if Chelsea can send him there next. Because I don't imagine he's in there. He's he's still in, in Chelsea's plans at any at this point. Uh, I mean, see, it's <laughs> it, it's hard to say because there's so many players there. I mean, yeah. he did well, and they're they're they have an well, eye on yeah. him. Right. That's what that's, you know, that's what Chelsea so does. There's so many center backs that I mean, it's like. Yeah, you pro- if you are in their plans, it's going to be another two years of being loaned out. It's your decision. How many guys does Chelsea have out on loan in a given year? I mean, uh, it doesn't, right? 40, 40 to fifty. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's yeah, no, no you're not. It's crazy. That's what uh, they do. It's because it's because I mean, I've seen this year. I've really seen them for what the the board for what the board is. As I'm just full disclosure, I'm speaking as a Chelsea fan right now. Everybody, not as a you know soccer or journalist or whatever I am now these days. That the board is. It, in it to make money and they're deceptive because next year they'll go out and try and win the premier league and if they win the premier league next year that next year they'll sit on they'll sit on their hands they won't do anything uh major to try and be successful two years in a row because they're making a ton of money they're in that to make money they're all those guys are loaning off matt miazga he's an investment for them he he may not even be ever in the first team but they're gonna make money off selling him you watch because his value has risen since they signed him and that's a lot of teams do that but when you see a team that actually wins the premier league in doing that that's that's something i mean yeah. in its own right that's it's true. sure it's impressive but I, I as a fan i want some change i want some more consistency like we used to have so well that's, that's you know speaking of of transfer fees for american players and since we've talking talking so much about liverpool um, there's a you know chance we may see the by far the highest transfer fee p- paid for an American player happen this summer, and I think we got to talk about this. Um, you know the, the possibility of, of of Christian Pulisic going to Liverpool, maybe up some other Premier League clubs getting in the mix here. There was a rumor coming out a few days ago that maybe maybe Tottenham is interested. You know, it's it's going to be a fascinating summer for him either way. What's um, what's the um the current Record is it twelve million or something like that? Yeah, it was it was Brooks uh, last year when he went to twenty million for him. It was about twenty. Yeah, I want to get you the exact numbers, but that's about yeah. And it's so so whatever, whatever, whatever. Be about four times that when Pulisic gets sold. Yeah, I'm pulling up transfer market right now. At least at least twice. Seventy to eighty million for for him, I think. And then what's transfer market? It could have gone. Oh, yes, right. That's right. Dollars. I was thinking. I know there was like a forty million pound number that was thrown out there, which is probably about uh, Uh, fifty-five to sixty million. Actually, transfer market has him at forty million, but I've heard in in um, and that's that's euros. But I've heard people say that he could go for seventy to eighty million. Reliable people, yeah. Um, yeah, and, that's and gonna the be market's big very inflated right now. That's yeah. that's impressive. I mean, that really is. He's one of the top talents in the Bundesliga. Um, he did have a little bit of a downswing this year, but luckily he doesn't really have to worry about playing well this uh, you know next two months. He's gonna have a nice break for himself. After these uh, friendlies, which we're going to talk about in a second, um, so that's that's good. I think Liverpool would actually be a good team for him because, sorry, Liverpool fans, they're going to sell Salah. They're absolutely 100% going to sell oh, Salah will. this summer because they will. The, <laughs> sorry, guys, John Henry's the same as the Chelsea owners. They want to make money. They're making money off of soccer, and that's a thing. I mean, a lot of fans can't really accept that, and but. The same thing that happened to Coutinho is going to happen to Salah. And, and I and I think given you know that he's now he's got a World Cup showcase coming up. I think they have a group that they could, uh, you know, potentially advance out of it. I, Salah's value will never be higher than it is about two months from now, and, yeah. uh, and they'll they'll certainly capitalize on that. I was I'd expect. And he could be a dud. I mean, honestly, it could have just been a one year wonder. Could be. And Liverpool made could make so much freaking money yeah. off him. That's good They're business. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's smart. It's definitely smart. 
And, uh, you know, it's a, it, it, for Pulisic, there's a lot of places where he could actually fit right in in the Premier League. Tottenham has, has expressed interest. Um, if if Hazard is sold from Chelsea or, or Williams sold from Chelsea, that's a place he could go and actually play, depending on, you know, how many people they overhaul. But he could actually play there. I don't know if it's the best system for him unless they change the system. But if they, if they get rid of Hazard, they're going to buy a lot of young players, I think. And Pulisic could be one of those players. Sorry, the and cat's I, on the thing I, again. And I really think the tide has kind of changed with opinion on this. Like I remember, you know, if you, you know, go back, you know, mid-season or beginning of the season, I think, you know, everyone would say, oh, no, you know, stay at Dortmund. Stay at Dortmund. That's the best for you. Yeah. But, no, at the end of the season now, given where, you know, where Dortmund is as a club, where his trajectory is, I think, you know, I don't know if there's any disagreement amongst us anyways, that it feels like it's the right time for him to to make a move. Yeah, it's like the it's like the tire fire in the Simpsons right now. It's going on at the Dortmund right now. <laughs> they, the last they, they, game they played was terrible, yeah. and they, terrible. You know, they barely held on. You know, it came down to goal differential. Uh, you know, like they yeah. like, like three they finished three goals ahead of of Leverkusen for the last position. It was it was at one point it was down yeah. to like two with like yeah. you know ten minutes left in the yeah, game. Yeah, no, it was it was in play. Yeah, uh, but they, you know, they held goal for Leverkusen uh, and they let up a goal and they're out of Champions League after being in second. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at some point, you know, Schalke had a good year. Weston McKinney been excited for that this year. Yep. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I mean, um, I guess we go right into this U.S. roster, right, Tom? You want yeah, to go into let's this? Do it. Yeah. So they uh, next Monday for Memorial Day, uh, which we will not be on Sunday because I am traveling to Vegas. So if the guys do a show, uh, then that'll change. But as of right now, we're not on next Monday. And um, it looks like um, that was a moment. This roster is nothing that we would have seen if we would have made the World Cup. But that's obvious. They're playing Bolivia next Monday. Yeah, in Philly. It's the Pulisic game. They literally have been... Pulisic uh, is homecoming? Yeah, they they like marketed this when it came out that they were playing Bolivia back in January or February. Oh, which is smart. Christian Pulisic will be playing in this game. It is, yeah. Um, He's also... Is he going to be playing in the tour games for Dortmund? How's that working out? Because I know Dortmund's yeah, actually no, in the United States right now, too. Yeah, that's right. No, this is, I think, Tuesday night. Uh, they are going to be uh, in L.A. to play LAFC. That's, you know, they've promoted that he's part of it. I think he's going to be. Yeah. So I would, I would, he probably would go, you know, from there as a lot of travel, but to go from you know, Germany to the West Coast and back to Philly. Uh, but uh, well, I, then I guess on back to Europe for the next few games. But. Years old. He's like he's like uh, our Neymar. He's like seriously like he just he can do that, but no one else probably could could be able to do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If if uh, you know Weston McKinney, Schalke right. playing over here, right. he probably wouldn't do that because he's not no. you know that name yet. But yeah. so interesting roster as we said, uh, young roster which I <laughs> obviously really love. young, super I, young. Yeah, younger than I expected they would it go. I mean, pretty much looks like the U twenty team from a couple of years ago, with a couple exceptions of like Yedlin and Lehigh, um, yeah. a couple of goalies as well. Yeah, I think uh, av- average age twenty two years, two hundred eighty six days, and that even that would even you know that's even including you know guys like 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 Lehigh and and Corona. But yeah, this, yeah, is, what you, this is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. It's oh, like, absolutely. You know? Joe Corona on this roster yeah. is no. This is I that's think. not a complaint. <laughs> no, I, I think what you I, want to see I, right now. He's 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 doing well, so you know reward him, club American guy. Um, you know there, but he can also be a a um, mentor for some of these young guys. Right. I mean, yes, he only cool. has like twenty caps or something like that. But yeah, what what jumps out at me? I mean, there's you know some of these. Not only that, we're seeing a, you know some of the same group that was in the January camp. You know where we got. You know, our first look at, you know, guys like Novakovic and, you know, we saw, you know, Eric Palmer Brown and, you know, and those guys involved. But even further, you know, there's guys, you know, that and got invited here who have really barely had a taste of, you know, of professional games, you know, like Matthew Olasunde from Manchester United. That's that's fascinating. I did. I didn't think they would they would go that deep, you know, and, you know, of course, everyone, you know, everyone's excited that Tim Way got his first start at PSG. You know, he's back in Keaton Parks. Uh, who has you know, gotten broken into the first team a little bit, Benfica. That's a big club. To, team going to Champions League next year. Get a look at him in a national team jersey. He's exciting. So it, there, there's all kinds of, of, of interesting players to see here, uh, even beyond what, what, what I was optimistically thinking what this would be. So this, this is a, a, a great chance to see. You know, to, and Oh, and by the way, back in, you know, 
back uh, in the fold again, Julian Green, yeah. which, I think, which I think is well-deserved uh, based on the season he had uh, in, in Germany. But, you know, to, to see that, you know, maybe potentially those guys together in the midfield with McKenney and, and Pulisic and Green and Weah, I mean, that's, that, that's what we wanted to see for a long time. To see, you know, well, hey, how does that look? <laughs> and you know, we'll find out. Oh, I, want, I can't wait to see because uh, Pulisic didn't play in November with McKenney. I can't wait to see those two play together if they're if they're the starters. Um, I think that could be a just a, a a really great partnership for a long period of time, and we yeah. could be witnessing the first game of that next Monday, or well, this comes out on Monday, so yeah, next Monday, yeah. I guess. Um, Ant- Anthony Robinson from from Everton. I, look at some of these clubs. I mean, yeah. I know that most of them are loaned well, out and stuff like that, but yeah. Spurs, Chelsea, United, City. Everton, uh, you know, yeah. obviously Dortmund, Schalke. These are, you know, we're doing so much better than we were even four years ago <laughs> in terms of who we're calling up, man. There's like a couple, there's like two MLS guys on here, a couple, yeah. right? Like Bono and yeah, that's, that's Walker, by design. Walker yeah. Zimmerman. Yeah, they, they don't want to pull guys away from their, yeah. their club for three weeks. But well, listen, um, what you're seeing is, is the result of a successful marketing of the u.s talent pool to european clubs i think you know you're you there's a lot more credibility when it comes yeah there's a lot more credibility when it comes to being an american soccer player now it's not just something that people kind of say okay maybe this kid will work or maybe this kid won't work They, they take serious looks at our talent nowadays opposed to 10, 20 years ago. Forget about it. You got to look at it on a case-by-case basis. Yeah, like, I think... But let's let's also remember that a lot of these guys, you know, get a chance in Europe because they have an, an EU passport as well. So that's, sure. that's always a big part of it. But that, that said, I don't, I'm not, I don't disagree with, you know, with, with, with what Tom was saying. I think, I think that's just, uh, you know, just part of what's happening. The fact that a good amount of them grew up playing here, though, I mean, not all of them, obviously, um, but some of them, I mean... They grew up and they learned how to play here, and that speaking yes. to you know the development of our coaching in certain areas of this country is right. is improving. It still needs to get better on a on a yeah. you know a full well, basis. Right. But that's when awesome. you see guys who you know who at least spent time developing in MLS academies, even if they didn't go on like a Weston McKenney, even if they didn't didn't go on to sign with FC Dallas or you know whatever the team may be for you know, other guys, that to then you know use that as a springboard. You know, to to be signed and noticed by a big European club, and then have a chance to flourish in that environment. That, that, I think that's you know that says something about you know the baby steps in development in in, in this country as well. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah, I mean it is. It, it. I mean we got we got our first you know world all star finally, and and we're working from there, and we're gonna build off of that. You know, McKinney could be something. A couple other players could be something. You know, Tim Way, Josh Sargent. They're both on the, you know, on the field. There's so many, so much youth that I've just I, finally someone's, someone's listed into what I, what I want to see. Um, I, I do agree that Julian Green's story is very cool. I hope that he has still, a really good game. Yeah, he's still you know, just he's 22. Still yeah, just 22. young guy. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys that had some rough seasons on here, um, in terms of like, you know, just making comebacks, like uh, Rubin, who's who's back now in the mm-hmm. in the fold with with Tijuana, but um, yeah, he, yeah, good to see him playing. He needed that, bit, yeah. I think, um, with uh, also oh, – who was I just looking at? I was just looking at somebody that – Gooch? Yeah, Gooch. That's exactly who I was yeah. looking at. Well, um, yeah, you, he, needs, you he figure, needs some play yeah. time. Well, and you figure with with Sunderland relegated again that you know, he probably stays and, and plays a key role next year and them trying to get back up and in, you know to, into the championships. And that team is a mess. <laughs> That's oh man, two yeah. two yeah. relegations in a row. That's so bad. I think it's being a lot of people are overlooking that as on a side note. But hopefully, yes, he he can get some playing time. I mean, did he play a lot this year at all? He, that's yeah, unfortunate. He, 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 he was injured a little bit too. So it's you know, I think all around. I mean, not uh, you know, not a season to write home about. Um, it's been a rough year for U.S. soccer. Kind of has uh, been. Oh man. I'm ready to. I'm ready to turn the page. You know, <laughs> I'm ready for next season already. You, 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 you want you want to talk about you know bad ways to go out? How about you know uh, Bobby Wood getting sent off at, oh, in the in the in the, the day that HSV gets relegated? And then, <laughs> yeah, and then, well, at least he didn't get you know attacked with the bombs that their fans yeah. threw on the field. And that that yeah, was scary. Get, a little bit. You get out before that, but yeah, <laughs> man, 
just a, uh, where he goes is interesting um, to kind of pull that back to your, your to, to yeah. what this roster and, would be if we're, you know, we're playing a different game right now. Would he be on it? I think he would be. I think just by, I think this, just because the forward, the depth of the forward pool is so weak right now. I mean, especially with injury, like, it, like if, if you're trying to make a real roster right now, Josie Altador is not available. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you can consider, you know, I mean, I, you'd probably see Clint Dempsey in the roster, even though he's not yeah. form right now, but you'd have to, who else are you going to take? That's what you, you look at what maybe Wood, Dwyer. That Dempsey. wouldn't worry me though. Cause no, Dempsey, would, he, he will give a hundred percent. You sure. know, he will, he wants sure. it. He's hungry. Um, sure. but, but the forward know, but, depth is concerning. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I mentioned, you know, out the door, but you know, Jordan Morris injured, you know, you get, you start looking, you know, down the depth chart. I mean, sure. It's, it's exciting to see a guy like Novakovic and, and can camp right now, but you know, as, as a guy who's, who's only played, you know, at the, in the second division and, and, in, in the Netherlands, ready to be in a World Cup roster, I think that's a different question. <laughs> yeah, you so know, you're going to throw Tim Way and Josh Sargent yeah. out there. I mean, that's I don't know. A little I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a that's a whole different thing. So, uh, yeah, but would I man, it's what what even be? I don't even know what his options are going to be. I, I think that there's a school of thought out there that is far more optimistic about what his options are than what they really are. When I, I hear you know people suggesting that maybe you know David Wagner at Huddersfield is interested or he could go back to the Bundesliga, I how? Why? Why would why would someone like HSV is going to want a transfer fee? Like a guy that just scored two goals in you know all season, mostly starting every game. That yeah. that's going to be an appealing transfer. Like, penalty. like I mean, even in MLS, you know, because U.S. guys are are you know are get at a premium. I feel like anyone who brings him in to be overpaying. So I mean, I, it, I'm not even sure that that's a. a a great option either. I mean, maybe that rumor about you know about Tijuana is is about Wood. I don't I don't know if, if that's the case or not. But uh, I, will, I, just, I I will say he's not he's yeah. not staying with HSV. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'll say this. I mean I I like Bobby Wood a lot. I just don't know what the right situation is. Is like what other, you know other than maybe staying in the second division. I mean not with HSV, but no. I think that's got to change. But you know I don't know Netherlands and go to go to the Eredivisie. Ooh, go that's to a good you know, idea. Somewhere, you know, I don't know, but I don't, it's hard to really see, you know, a Premier League team or a Bundesliga team looking at Bobby Wood after this past season and say, yeah, we got to have that guy. I, Last I, that year, seems, maybe. Seems yeah, but right now, that seems far-fetched to me. I mean, yeah. I, I could could they give him a chance to call in the camp? I don't know. I mean, to bring him in and see what he can do, but he's not going to, he, he, he's a guy who's got to play. And he's, you know, none of the, no, no, none of those teams are going to bring him in and award him a starting job. So, no. so it might be the best thing for him to you know, to, to make, to make a significant move, you know, or, or at least stay at a, you know, a lower level league, but that's, man, <laughs> not, not the, not the brightest note right now. Yeah. Some other things that would have been concerning if we were in the world cup under Bruce arena right now is also the fact that Fabian Johnson really didn't play this year at all. Really. He has like a severe back injury. Yeah. Uh, so the left side, left back, we'd be, severely exposed because we don't really have too many left backs right now. Um, That's one issue. John Brooks. I mean, who would be our center starting pair? I think it would be right. Brooks and Miazga. If Brooks is healthy enough, Brooks, he played uh, Brooks is finally playing again. He played, you know, they're actually in the middle of a relegation playoff. looks, they won the first leg three, one looks like maybe they're in good shape to stay up. But, uh, so at least he played in that. And so that's, um, fingers crossed that at this moment he's healthy, but it's hard to trust. Uh, the whole season was basically a wash for him. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess you'd be on the roster, but how, you know, maybe you have to add more center backs because if you're, you're worried about injuries, I mean, Jeff Cameron, what he's a guy who hasn't, you know, who was on the bench most of the, the second half of the season, uh, you know, as Stoke was relegated, what kind of form and shape would he be in? If, if, you know, if you had to, you know, that's, that's, that's it would have been some tough decisions. I mean, mm. I mean, especially when you look at, you know, these guys who either haven't been playing or who've been injured, it's, um, you almost feel, you know, if, if a guy like Cameron was technically healthy, would you just bring him just because I don't know. It's, uh, I feel like Tim he'd be Ream, on the rock. Tim Ream's pretty Ream, good right now. Ream would be there. Yeah. Ream would be there, but, um, I, I, I think it, you know, it, it'd be hard to, you know, look at, you know, say like the form that. Miazga's been in and, and leave him out. I, I think he would have earned a spot in the roster. Mm-hmm. I think he was started. Honestly, it's, over it's Cameron. A 
Yeah, I think he would start over Cam unless you start Tim Ream at center back. And maybe it's Miaz getting Ream over Brooks. Who knows? If you're starting based on form, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we default to Brooks being, you know, the number one guy. But, uh, you know, if if he's barely getting on the field, I mean, it's it's hard. It sucks. I I mean, I feel like he's going to end up like Gooch. I feel that's the that's the path I feel like he's heading down. Like lots of promise and 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 it's just injuries stunt him. Yeah, yeah. concerning. I, I hope I hope that's not the case. But man, I I, I share that. that. I just you worry that he's never going to be hundred percent. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens up. Yeah, I think uh, you know this this whole roster is going to end up changing um, after this game. I guess so. I, I'm. Mitch to see who'll come in. Maybe they're just giving a couple guys a break. Like you don't see Yetlin, yeah. you don't see Cameron right. on this roster. So maybe that's. I, I think they mix it up. You know, see how everyone does. Yeah, it maybe you know like a, kind of a handful, you know, six, seven, eight changes, or you know, or, or so. But I think that's what we'll, what it would be. I think, uh, you know, like like Brooks Yedlin, um, maybe maybe Wood, uh, a few guys like that. Reem, maybe you know, once uh, their season's over. You but, think Bradley Bradley gets called in, or do they just leave the MLS guys alone? I, I think they will. I think yeah. they'll leave the MLS guys alone. I mean, what's even the point for an older guy like Bradley? I mean, I, he may yeah he may be involved in the fold in the next year, so maybe that's the point. I don't know. It, it, it right MLS does get a break during the World Cup, a little tiny it's, break. You so. know, what's in, it's it's technically I think going to be an international break for you know for those friendlies. Uh, it'll be interesting because I think a team like TFC is going to say, "Hey, man, we need you here." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're one injury away I, from a disaster. It would, season, it would so. surprise me if there's more than you know more than a couple of MLS names. All right. Yes. So that does it for us here. A new American game. We will uh, monitor what is happening with the Bolivia game. Follow us on Twitter to keep up with our thoughts as the game is progressing. At Justin Tenag at New American Game. There's a lot of stuff that we post there from our official show Twitter. Also at Rod McNeil, M-A-C-N-E-I-L. Rod's got you covered on everything happening with Americans playing internationally. And it'll be Sean Donahue that you'll want to follow if you're living in the New England area and you want to keep up with the New England Revolution. Oh, Happy birthday, the, Sean. Happy birthday, Sean. Speak of the hey. New England Revolution, big things coming for them. Just saying. Training fields, baby. Training fields. Oh, <laughs> very exciting. Lots, the most, the most scenic training fields in MLS. It's very yes. exciting. Foxborough is beautiful. Foxborough is beautiful. Got, got the cranberry bog. Got the cranberry <laughs> bog. You got the, uh, you got blue hills in the background. Yeah, ocean, ocean spray sponsored something maybe. Oh, we'll ocean sprays are all over the place. Love ocean all spray. kinds of possibilities. <laughs> So we'll uh, keep an eye on everything happening with uh, the Wayne Rooney deal as well, and we look forward to catching up with you again. This is the New American Game, and we're back with you soon. Take care. Bye.